I-C-K-B-A-C-K, the kickback. We live in effect with Reek Reek, Bree Bree, and your boy E-B. Let's have fun. What's good, kickback family? See, it's two weeks in a row. I'm back. Ain't no skipping no more. Um, things are back to normal with the squad. Um, I'm no longer in Tanzania, um, as some would say, from there and not Tanzania. But um, we got, I think, I think we got an excited show for y'all today. But before we dive into some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, before we dive into the invite, what's the tip like for y'all? Sabrina, Sharika, how y'all feeling? All right, EB, I'm going to hit you with two songs. Bling, bling, every time I come around the city. What? Because you okay. already know, you see it. Me and Sharika, we showed up with what? Oh, yeah. Tell them, EB, tell the people what we got. Man, word on the street. Y'all just left church, heard the word, and said, you know what we going to do today? We going to hit the block, spin the corner, pull up an Ebor, and tell the world we going to let somebody stick a needle through the nose. And we going to get our nose pierced. Not, I say we as in them, not me. It was... Sharika, Sabrina, and one of our favorite people, Tanya, who just gonna let somebody grab a needle and just poke them in the nose. Absolutely. This isn't my pre- preparation for Easter. I wanted a little bit of what Jesus felt. You know, they pierced his. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're not even gonna do that. We're not even gonna. We put, ain't gonna do gonna our Lord like, like that. Girl, girl. <laughs> Side note, EB, would you ever get a piercing? Because I try to get my husband to do a piercing i told him bae you are very handsome you can carry off the eyebrow a nose one earlobe my man said no you got me out here out of the flip-flops and that's enough for me you got me in the white jeans and that's where it ends i won't be pierced on this day but we did get pierced so my vibe is girls just want to have fun that's my mood i'm taking a trip this week my husband's okay. coming along. Another male friend is coming along. But the majority of the people going are girls. So that's my rock vibe. Let's just go out. Girls just want to have fun. We'll be in the mountains. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I'm also interested to know, Evie, would you ever get a piercing? I would never get a piercing. Um, I would never get a piercing. I'd never get a tattoo. Just not the thing. Just never really been on it. Never been fatuated by it. Like the, the thought that somebody else will grab a needle and do art on me or poke me and put a hole, a permanent hole in me is something that I'm not too fond of. So uh, me and Doug on the same wavelength with that. Ain't nobody (laughs) piercing me. But Sharika, can't you see EB with like one huge rock in one Yeah, I definitely sure can. So not the eyebrow or the nose, but I could see EB turn around and just- Just just stand on them them diamonds. So I will say at this Sunday, Sharika, myself and Tanya, we were sharing in dance ministry together at our church. And I had totally forgot that a lunch conversation was that we were going to get our nose pierced. I'd just be caught up in the hype. I'd just be riding the wave. Sharika was like, are you ready for after church? And I was like, what? I literally (laughs) totally forgot. And then I was so panicked because I hate pain and I have piercings, but I just... I've always worn a sticker and I was telling my friends, like when I would teach the students, we'd be like, oh, Miss Borum, it was Borum back in the day. They'd be like, your nose ring is on your cheek because that sticker would just slide. And I never thought I would get it for real. But you guys, I forget that I even have it. Like Mm -hmm. it only hurt when she put the, and I'm not gonna lie, it hurt like Hades, okay? When she put that needle through. But after that, it's nothing. So thank Mm -hmm. you, Sharika, for inspiring me. I never would have done it without you and Tanya. So Sharika, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good because I, I, girl, I forgot about the nose ring myself because literally it just hurts when she was putting it through after that literally two seconds after you do not feel the pain. Um, I, I wanted to get my nose pierced for a few months now um, just because I feel boring and basic. Okay. Here's my confession to you. I feel boring and basic. I am 35 years old. I'm putting my age out there. And I'm like, I don't do nothing. I've not done nothing. I Not that you need to be out there doing all the things and being wild, but I'm like, I've never colored my hair. I had my ears pierced, but that was done when I was a baby. I had no control over that. And I'm just like, Sharika, who, who are you? Life is worth the living. And, not, and, and living doesn't mean you got to go get some pierced. But for me, I was just like, I felt like I was having an early life crisis. Not really a crisis, but I just wanted to 
you know, just feel a little daring, do something a little exciting. And so I decided, you know what, a few months ago, I think I want to get my nose piercing. And I was inspired by a shout out to my two younger cousins, not that they listen, but shout out to my cousin Skyla and my cousin Sade. They're young, they're hip. See, that's how you know I'm old. I'm saying hip. But anyways, they got their little nose piercing. I'm like, oh, so it's a cousin thing. Ain't nobody tell me about the nose piercing. And then from then on, I was joking at first. But then slowly, I was like, you know what? Why don't I get my nose pierced? So I got my nose pierced. And I was committed. And I really thought they was going to back out on Sunday. I'm not even going to hold you. I thought I was going to be like, so y'all ready? And they was going to be like, no. And I was like, you know what? Next time you'll see me, I will be pierced. But they were like, okay. And I was like, like, all right then. So we did it. And I'm excited. I love it. I think it is so cute. I do um, have trouble sleeping because I'm like, I don't want to be sleeping on my nose ring. But besides that, I, um, I'm excited about the nose piercing. And so my that has just got my little mood up. It makes me feel cute. And so I love it. And so, yeah, I will say my temp is just a good, cool 85 because I just feel, I feel great. And I'm excited. Excited and I love it. I would say I'm about the same. Um, by the time people get this or they listen to it, I'll be in the middle of vacation via Easter weekend, um, aka via my wife's birthday weekend. Um, so we slide into another state, aka another city, um, and hoping for, of course, nothing but good vibes. Um, I'm not on the same level as Sabrina with bling bling and girls just want to have fun. But in honor of Easter weekend, if it would be a song that I would say, I would have to say, and I recommend all uh, people, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, go listen to Maverick City. You hold it all together. Like my boy Chandler and Elisa Smith, they hit that second verse and they hit, hit, a, hit, a, hit you with a you go, you go before me, right? To prepare a blessing, you make a way. It's more than I could imagine, more than I can fathom or comprehend. On ma- mountaintops, you stay the same. In the valleys low, you never change. Now, I don't know about you, but you might have friends. You might have people in your life. You might have former or current um, coaches, pastors, teachers, professors, who you feel like they change, whether it's an assignment, whether it's a task, whether it's something that they say. But the God that I serve, he never changed, and he remains the same. Um, and his faithfulness is forever and ever. And so as we think about Easter weekend, that's what I'm diving onto. And I'm just basically have you hold it all together somewhat on repeat um, in the car. And I encourage you guys just to go listen to Maverick City. And that one, I think it's a Maverick City and Upper Room collab. But if you just, if you YouTube Maverick City, I'm pretty sure you'll be taken into what, what I believe heaven to be like listening to them. That's how great they are. Amen. So yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. Sharika. Mm-hmm. It's Easter weekend. Uh-huh. Got a lovely table. Mm-hmm. Who invited? Who, who coming to the kickback this week? Oh Not my goodness. That's all I know. <laughs> what you say, Sabrina? <laughs> I said, Not Judas. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, Judas was at the table. Judas was, was definitely there. Oh, man. So I was like, when you said it's Easter weekend, then I started feeling guilty because I was like, uh, I probably should have invited someone. But, you know, that was more in line with the church vibe. But you know what? I really like this person. Not that I know them in person, but I really like this individual. For many, many years, you have heard this woman's voice. Today, I want to invite Cree Summers to the table. I don't know if you know her name or not. If you're Black, in my opinion, you should. But Cree Summers, one of the roles you should know her from is Freddie Brooks on A Different World. I love A Different World. That's like one of my faves shows. So I loved her off of A Different World. But the reason why I wanted to invite Cree to the kickback is because Cree Summers has voiced over a hundred animated characters from starting in 1983 with the voice of Penny on Inspector Gadget. And she has done, like I said, over a hundred animated characters. She has done the voice 
for so many different characters. And um, one of the things I was looking, um, she did a little um, interview and she was just talking about all the different characters she'd done and how she just transformed her voice. But it's so distinct and so unique, but yet she has done so many characters. I love that. And But she was talking about how there is just not that many uh, voiceover roles for people of color and a lot of voiceover roles for, you know, from animated series and different things like that, even if it's a person of color, the character is, is sometimes even voiced by, you know, Caucasian people or whatever. And so there, she was just saying there, the industry has not given a lot of people of color opportunities in the voiceover industry. So I thought that was interesting, but, but for her, she's had, she has played so many different characters. I said she played Penny off of Inspector Gadget. One of my favorite shows, which is a very underrated show. People don't really know about it. I've never really heard people talk about it. But she played this character, Miranda. She was a jerk on the show. On the show, as told by Ginger on Nickelodeon, I used to love that show. She's played um, Susie Carmichael on Rugrats. If you, uh, any of the 90s kids out there, you know Rugrats. She played Susie Carmichael. She did the voice for her. She's done so many different um, characters. Over the, I mean, like I said, it was over a hundred. She was, um, I forget the the character she was on. Um, not, um, um, I can't even think of the show. I mean, it was a movie, underwater movie, Atlantis. That's the movie I was talking about. She played the, I forget what the character was, but she played the lady on it in Atlantis. She was on Tiny Toon Adventures. Um, she played so many different characters. But um, yeah, I just really appreciate Cree Summers' uh, work. I love, and I loved her in A Different World. She's guest starred on Living Single, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all the things. So shout out to Cree Summers for all her hard work and for just killing it in the game of voiceover. And so, yeah, that's who I wanted to invite today. Amen. That makes me want to do an episode where we all try to use a different voice, but I'm no Cree, so maybe not. <laughs> I believe be you fun. are. I believe you are a Cree because earlier today you used a different voice. And you really can't so you can't just say that we can't use a different voice because the voice that you used earlier today really had me taken aback. And I was like, whoa, what is happening here? Now let me stop. Okay, you want to sound in? We'll have a whole episode about that topic later, and I will share the voice with you guys then. That was hilarious. I was thinking that, but Evie went there and shared it, and it was hilarious. So, But Evie, when I you were just talking with that voice, I just closed my eyes. Sabrina, did, when he was talking, what voice, like what character did you, I imagined a white kid mm -hmm. with glasses that was a nerd, in, and he had a pocket protector and a backpack that is what i saw you, you when you were using when you said he i was imagining a little kind of nerdy kid too but a girl who had really bad aller allergies like she's always stocked up and she has like you know a little book bag on and really huge glasses and definitely animated like not like yes. um not like the cartoon ones. You know how they have gotten all fancy now with the toy story versions of stuff oh uh, yeah story, that's not a cartoon right it is. It's, well, it's half. It's a hybrid, right? Because the the toys that they're playing with Toy Story are cartoon, uh -huh. but then the boy, he's a real. He's supposed to be like a real person. Him and his parents. It's animated. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Evie, maybe you know. But it's animated. It is animated. Yeah. 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 So Evie, I'm not good with voices. I'm definitely not good with accents. But uh, yeah, that was funny. You're well, not good with accents, Evie... eh? <laughs> something else, Evie is good at is keeping us up to date on the latest news. I am really guilty of sometimes just living in my tiny small world. And EB will send us updates or links to honestly various things. And I'll be so envious of him because he can keep in contact with literally everyone, same level. He knows all the news. And he was the one who even let me know. I don't know how you knew Sharika, but that the George Forge case was going to court. So, mm -hmm. Sharika, how did you know about that? Was it through Evie as well? 
yeah, through EB. EB be keeping us informed, and we appreciate it because I, I, my parents always be like, girl, you don't watch the news? I, I don't. I don't. No. So I don't be knowing what's going on. So I appreciate EB and my parents who try to keep me informed with the things that are going on in this world. Wait, wait, but side, yeah. note, side, note, side note, speaking of not watching the news, I feel like such a hypocrite because with the former president, I was always on it and I have fallen way off. I have gone weeks without thinking about the White House. And I'm like, I wasn't this person for four years and I was such a little warrior. And it's like, girl, you're a hypocrite. What happened? So, this is the energy. I, this is what I wanted. This is what I prayed for. I, I prayed know, to go back to a time. said it matters, like staying involved locally, holding people accountable. <laughs> and you know what? Biden could be doing trash. Maybe he is, but I can't speak on it because I don't know. So, sorry. That is true. But Evie probably does know. So Evie, how did you know that the child was trial was happening and what are your thoughts on how it's going so far? No, so um, I would say one of the things that I try to do a lot of times, at least when these situations happen, is just try to stay in the loop. Um, so being somebody who's trying to be active on social media, like following the defense attorney, following um, one or two people in George Floyd's family, watching um, just um, the Minneapolis police and seeing some of the things that they're posting. And then naturally some stuff just start trending. So it'll be easy for me to say, oh, I just stay on top of it. So I know everything, but sometimes certain things are trending. And then I go down that rabbit hole of, you know, doing my own research and trying to get that clarity. So when I saw that they were doing the jury selection, I knew I had to be a little more intentional because after jury selection, uh, then, you know, the trial is coming soon after. So I think right now at the time of this recording, we're on like day three or day four of the trials. And I can tell you that I watched the entire first day of opening statements. Mm -hmm. And then I watched part of some of the testimonies or the witnesses testimony. And then when it got to, they didn't say their name, of course, because it was a minor, but I want to say it was a 10 or 11 year old child. And when they started explaining the situation from what they saw, I was like, okay, I have to disconnect from my own self. Um, just because it's just like you're here you have like literally and one of them I think it was a 61 year old man but he's like breaking down crying on the stand and I'm like I can't watch this again mm. and then naturally because of the way the news is or because of the way the trial is they have to repeat certain parts of it so you're hearing the videos I just mm -hmm. want my mom or I can't breathe or you hear the bystander saying get off of him or why are you still on him? You see him lifeless. Like he's not even breathing. He's not moving. And you're, you still have your foot on his neck. And it was just like one of those mind boggling things. And I'm just like, it feel like it's replaying in my mind of watching, you know, that eight minutes and 46 seconds of that kneeling, but also the whole nine minutes and 29 seconds of the entire video that most people have seen via online. And it's just like, this is like the fact that it's still going on and, you know, people are still dying at the hands of law enforcement, just hoping for some form of justice for his family, for his friends and for that community. Because I can only imagine if you think it was bad during um, right after his death, I can only imagine if justice doesn't prevail and mm. what people would see the right way, what would happen in that city. Mm. Yeah, when EB sent me, so EB has sent us the link of the... Um, some of the opening statements and I was watching some of it and I thought it was interesting because, you know, I wanted to be a little informed. So I felt good about that. And I'm listening, but I did have to put my phone down when they started to play the recording of the, you know, the, the killing and all that. I couldn't, I didn't want to, because I don't want that replaying in my mind over and over. I know what happened. I read about it, but I don't need to see that happening. And I've seen enough pictures, but I, yeah, so I couldn't watch that part, but I was very intrigued by some of the, 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 um, uh, the lawyer, what he was saying and um, how he was opening up the case and how he was, you know, already trying to disprove some of the things that he knew that the other uh, opposing side would try to use. Like he was like, uh, there was fentanyl in his system and all that, but already trying to get ahead of that and be like, you know, they're going to try to point to that as a reasoning why, but don't listen to it. We have so many medical professionals that are saying, you know, that is not the cause of death and all that. So I, I was very intrigued with the opening statements and, um, and, and all the, I didn't get to watch all the interview, um, not interviews, but I didn't get to watch when all the people went to the stand and I couldn't imagine watching I did hear when he was saying the young, the young girl was going to go and her older cousin. I was like, I, I couldn't watch that. So yeah, that's tough. It is tough. And I, 
think as a person who struggles with rage, I think I joke sometimes with you guys. I might have even said on the podcast, like, I just feel like I have all, as long as I can remember, I live constantly with rage underneath. And I just have little faith in people, little faith that justice will be done there. Mm. So it is very traumatic for me to even, like, I still haven't watched 13 EB. I know what, how I will be after that experience. And I know how that is something I struggle with and really have to work through. And for me to go there, like, I'd rather hear it secondhand. I can receive it from you guys, right? But if I could go through all of that firsthand and hear all of that, and then he gets off, or I hear them really try to paint this man who was murdered out, like he was in the wrong. Like there's no excuse to murder someone. There's just Mm -hmm. no excuse. I don't care what was in his system, but to even Mm -hmm. see that, it just fills me. I mean, you know, we can even talk about what's happening in the Asian community right now. Mm -hmm. I saw a Christian leader, Eugene Chow, someone who I respect, and he shared how a little old woman, she was walking to church, a little Asian old woman, and a man literally said to her, you don't belong here, and he beat on an old woman. Mm. I think about what the cops said after the young man killed the people in Atlanta. And they said, you know, he was having a bad day and that's just what he did. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person who bubbles over because I don't have a healthy way. Obviously my faith, right? Honestly, the second healthy way I deal with it is to just bury it, bury it. And, you know, just really don't think about it too much because then that rage bubbles up. I am glad we have a lot of eyes on it though. I think, Recently, the more we have eyes on things, the more some people feel like they have to do the right thing. And that's sad, but I do, I am glad that we have people like you and Evie and the social media, even though some people are like, oh, don't just be a social media warrior. Social media is very powerful, you know? So I'm glad that we have people out there and who are really dived in and who are paying attention because things have to change. We have to start holding people accountable for the wrongs they do and not just black and brown people. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I would just say for everybody, um, you do the same thing that everybody else tries to do in these type of situations. You do your research, you dive into it. And then the people that's within your circle, you educate them or inform them and you hold them accountable. And then you do your best when it comes to praying and being a voice and advocate for these situations. Um, Until then, I think it's going to continue. Um, And I think especially for those of us who consider ourselves believers, like we have to stand up. Um, mm-hmm. for, for the powerless or the voiceless or the hopeless, especially in these situations. So I don't know. It's one of those sad things. They say that the trial should only, I'm saying it should only, but the trial is expected to last about a month. So by the end of April, they should be done with all their testimonies and all the witnesses and their closing arguments. And then hopefully we'll know something by the end of April or early May on what the judge decides and, um, you know, just pray for that city and those families on both sides, like the families of Derek Chauvin and the family of George Floyd and also the family of the jurors, like for you to be in a sense away from your family um, for a month or so. And you can't mm. really discuss this information with other people. Stay away from getting outside voices. You can't look at from what I, if I remember correctly, listening to the judge explain it like you can't look at media, don't watch TV, mm. like kind of like you're on lockdown when it comes to this and it's a sense of isolation but yeah. you're helping to make a decision within a very, very important case. Um, I don't know. It's just thinking of something that happened almost 10 months ago um, and hopefully it gets resolved around this time. So yeah, that's how I feel about that in all the other cases. Thank you, EB, helping us to be responsible citizens. Love it. Yes, appreciate you keeping us informed so guys the next thing we want to talk to you about you know we want to lighten the mood a little um we do have an upcoming holiday a great celebration easter is will be tomorrow so if you're listening to this when the episode drops easter will be tomorrow um so we wanted to talk a little bit about easter and share a little bit about our easter traditions so what kind of traditions did you grow up or did y'all grow up having easter traditions absolutely we usually would do like our little community easter egg hunt 
listen, my parents were on it. We honestly did several Easter at home. Right, the school, the community, our church, our neighborhood church, anybody else's church, neighborhood rec center. We were out there. It was like a very nice version of Halloween. Getting <laughs> when we were super young, we would get like a little Easter basket and little outfit. By the time I start going to the church that I go to now, we were off of that because my mom was going to one church, and then me and my siblings we were going to another church. And the only difference was that the church I was going to with them had a lot of youth programs and just youth church versus a country church, just one room and having everybody in there. So that's the only reason we went to different churches. But yeah, that was the main thing for Easter. Our family would get together, anybody who was local, and we would have um, our like an Easter lunch or whatever the case may be when it comes to that. So that was that as an adult. Uh, same thing. It depends. Sometimes we have a Seder meal. My husband and I last Easter started doing Passover together and I really loved that. And that was the first time I cooked lamb. And let me tell you something. Nothing is like that sweet mm. baby lamb. I understand why Jesus said I'm the lamb of God because that lamb is good. So that is something I hope to carry on to my future family is definitely have the lamb on deck. That's what cool. about you guys? I have done the Seder meal like through church um, sometime. I have my Easter tradition, the got to have the Easter outfit. Always wanted to have the cute Easter outfit. Um, I never, not, never had the hat situation, but um, at church, we was there was always like an Easter egg hunt at some portion of time, whether it was through the service or after the service. Um, what else did we, we, um, I don't remember having like Easter meals as a kid. I'm sure we did, but, um, I definitely just remembered you had to have a new Easter outfit, had to be cute. Um, as a grown up, as an adult, I've had one of our good friends, we used to go to their house for Easter pre COVID at, for Easter lunch or dinner. And it was the best. And it was a great time. They would have little, East, uh, uh easter egg hunt for the kids in the backyard and all the good things but now with the covid you know haven't been able to enjoy that as much but um i have always enjoyed easter and always oh, to have the sunrise service you had to be up sometimes them sunrise service literally used to be before the sun rose and i would be like this is a whole lot and then the easter service so i was used to having sometimes two services on Easter, love a good Friday service, you know, just to prepare your mind and heart. It's always a little more somber and dark. And then you have a celebration on Easter Sunday. I love that. So I, I love the Easter time and the great celebration. EB, what were you doing at Easter? So you don't want to know what I was doing for oh. Easter. Oh, Lord. I can tell you that Feeling boy, candy? when I found the Salvation Army, it was one of the best things that ever happened to your boy, because prior to that, for Easter in our lovely Haitian family, in our Haitian church, we did something that is somewhat similar to a nightmare for a child. From the start of that Ash Wednesday, Wednesday up into Easter, those 40 days, you know where you was at every night? I don't you know. You was at the church. Uh, had a 40-day revival up until Easter. So every night... Uh, from 7 p.m. to about 10 p.m., sometimes 10.50, 10.30, and, like, it's a week. So just imagine, like, for especially because I know some of the people who listen in, we go to the same church, so you might know a little bit more. Imagine youth councils for about four or five weeks straight, and it's just one speaker, a new speaker every week. They'll fly these speakers in from Haiti, and some of them don't stick to the 30, 40-minute time mm. limit or the hour. They go for a good two hours, and they are locked in. The other thing I noticed within our family for Easter is it was sometimes miserable for me. And I think this was one of those times I say miserable. It wasn't like terrible, but I think this is why I found my love or my infatuation with, um, I guess you could say honey buns or with sweets oh, because yeah. ain't no red meat going around. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, ain't no beef, ain't no chicken. Ain't no like oh, it's white rice, beans or brown rice and beans and fish. And since I can't eat seafood, my mom would just look at me like, oh, I'm sorry, but it's the only thing we cook it. Uh, you got to figure it out. So then I'd be like, okay, mom, give me a dollar 
and I go get two honey buns. At the time, little Debbie, Debbie honey buns cost 35 cents, and I buy me a 25 cent juice and a five cent gum. That was my dollar every trip. 35 cent, 35 cent, that was 70, 25 cent, 95, and a five cent gum. Like I knew my meal daily. I would just <laughs> run to the run to the store right next to the church. So that's what we basically did. And then of course for Easter Sunday, like you have a good Friday service that night, that Friday night. And then for Easter, we would have, oh, a lot. So Friday was good Friday. Saturday was typically baptism at a local beach or a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, like people who wanted to get baptized that that week or that that during that time. And then Sunday morning we'll have a sunrise service. Then we'll have food. Then we'll have like a morning church service around like 10 or 11. Then you go home and have your big meal of like everything. Then we finally get our chicken and meat. And then we'll have Easter service that night. Um, mm. Cause I know some people, they only go to church in the morning and it's okay. That's the way you, you approach your heavenly father, and your throne. I'm not <laughs> saying you got to go twice, but I know for Haitians, they go to church in the morning and they go to church in the evening. So that was basically my Easter tradition. I'm so glad my mom doesn't listen consistently because the fact that I didn't mention Good Friday or Sunrise, she'll be like, girl, I had you there. And and I still am involved in those things. I can't believe I was just thinking about the eggs. You remember that? <laughs> it's trash. Did y'all do the real eggs or the plastic eggs? Uh, as a family, we would do real ones and paint them and have fun with that mm. stuff. But it just depends on where we were, who was doing what. But yeah. So for the army, when I like when I went to the South, like the core, we did the plastic eggs. But like the Haitian church, we actually didn't do eggs. We did kites. Mm-hmm. So like kids would de- design their own kites. Like so, if you ever travel to Haiti or if you ever see kids in Haiti, that might be something they'll always like ask for. Or if anybody who listen, if you ever travel to Haiti, like kids in Haiti love kites, and you'll create or paint your own kite, and then you basically just fly it, and kind of like in a sense of um, as Jesus resurrected, you're also soaring as well. Um, and then that makes more sense than eggs. I love that. <laughs> and then, like, you'll hear a phrase that say "degage," which means kind of like you know, have your way with it, or just like kind of like be great, um, mm. kind of like do your own thing, so to speak. And so that, that you will more mostly see like kites instead of eggs. Like, I can't even think of a, a Easter that we had eggs. And I know Sharika say ain't no hats for her, but the Haitian ladies in the church definitely had their hats. Mm-hmm. Some of them <laughs> went to the next level and had the fruit baskets on top of their hats. Ooh, so you had okay. Little, hanging on the side with a big flower. I love it. My mama was one of those people. Um, and I'm just like, really? Why y'all doing this? And if you're sitting in the back, you're going to miss stuff because big hat in your way. But yeah. I love it. Good times. Good times. What kind of Easter traditions would you guys like to have? We talked about some of the things that we did growing up. For me, I definitely want to have the outfits. I want to keep with that tradition. I don't know about dipping the eggs. I tried that a couple times. It's a lot of work. I mean, I guess if my kids want to try it one time, but yeah, I don't think I'll be about that dipping the egg situation. Definitely going to be doing the Easter meals um, and a cute and an Easter egg hunt. I still probably will be going to the Good Friday, still going to the Sunday sunrise service if they have it, still going to the regular Easter Sunday. Yeah, I um. I, I think I'm going to keep with those same traditions that I had. Um, oh, I also, I didn't talk about this, but I didn't get Easter baskets. Did y'all do Easter baskets? Like my mom and dad, every once in a while, they, but it wasn't like every Easter we woke up to an Easter basket. It was a sometimey thing. I think the last Easter basket I remember, basket I remember getting, I was probably like 17. And I remember I wanted this Easter basket because it had the movie Drumline in it. And I used to have a crush on Nick Cannon. I thought he was the cutest. So I really wanted that Easter basket. And my parents got me that Easter basket with Drumline. I think that was the last Easter basket I got. But I think I probably would get my kids like Easter basket probably every year. But my parents did it sometimes, but it wasn't like a guarantee. What are y'all planning on doing for the future? Yeah, I would say mine is definitely somewhat similar to yours, so I won't, you know, dive into it. But I think it'll be – I don't really have something specific. Um, of course, God bless me with kids. I have them, you know, dress Easter fresh, Easter ready, mm-hmm. bright pastel colors, looking okay. nice. Um, <laughs> annoying them to take pictures that they don't even care about or they don't even know what's going on. I'm going to be, you know, f- f- with all of that. Um, but also I think something else that I might end up doing that I haven't – I fully thought about it, um, but I think it definitely just going to naturally be a part of what we do because of just the way my, I know Easter sometimes shifts, but my wife's birthday is sometimes around that mm-hmm. Easter time. 
but it'll be traveling, um, you know, having weekend getaways around Easter time and then celebrating Easter at another church somewhere else and just see how that how that's like, mm. um, at least for the Sundays that we're away or the weekends that we're away during her birthday. I'm just like, hey, like I'm going to be in X-Town this weekend. I wonder what church at this place is like, you know, oh, something like that. That's cool. That's nice I love that. And then the people at the church can look at you like, oh, they're the type who come just on Easter. And it's Ooh. like, meanwhile, mind your own because I'd be at my church, but y- y'all don't know that. So not only do you visit a new church, EB, but y'all come through dripping. Y'all just okay. with the hat and the fruit and everything. They're going to be matching. Different. I can see it now. They're going to be matching. Yeah. They're just, they're gonna, I won't be surprised if they got some Easter J's on. I just, I just, I can see it. Wait, are Easter Jays? I think yes. No. Some Easter Jays just dropped. Look You're right lying. now. I'm dead serious. Look up Jordan Nines. Jordan Nines. That is hilarious. I Listeners, did not know, but I go figured look up Easter Jordan Nines and some Easter Jays, pastel Jays. They just dropped like the oh, past weekend, they did. and they are like clean. Nah, I ain't cute. got the money for them, but I'm like, hey, I wish I had the money for these nines. Um, I thought I was making it up. I thought Evie was just going to work something out and put some J's with an Easter outfit. And I just called it Easter J's. I did not know that was a thing. Girl, Easter J's are out. Little Nas at X got his Satan J's. Y'all oh, heard about no. <laughs> Not with the little bowel of blood. That's what got me. Y'all, he came out with shoes and the employees at the company all donated a little bit of their blood, one CC, whatever that means. And it's, I wish my child would ask me for a demonic shoe. He's that actually getting sued right now from Nike. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know. Yes. I all those people Nike. were like, I'm never buying Nikes again. Nike said, we we didn't co-sign this. We didn't sign up on this. So this is what people don't understand. And that's why we always talk about, right? Doing your own, doing your own. I'm going to say it one more time for the listeners. Doing mm. your own research and being informative. Now, I can say I was one of those people because I took the bait. I was, you know, benefit of the doubt. I saw even some of the pastors who I know, leaders who I know, one of my old basketball coaches even, who posted about Nike and Lil Nas X. So naturally, what do you do? You hit your Googles. And when I looked at Google and I saw all that he did was did a Nike custom ID for his shoes and created his own and put what he wanted on there. Like if I wanted to put Haiti is the best country, Nike going to print that because they're a business. They're going to get their money. That's what they do. But they had nothing to do with what happened with the shoes that I guess I can say nothing to do because they did produce it, so to speak. But they did not have, in a sense, a contract in writing with Little Nas X as if they endorsed this shoe. And now they're suing him. But we ain't going to dive into Little Nas that X. That same company him. had a Holy Spirit shoe and they didn't sue them yep. over the Holy Spirit shoe. They only shoot yeah. them over. As I went too. How dare you? All right, but let's yeah. get back into it. Eb, did you get to finish sharing the ones you plan to have? Yeah, that's that's about it. The same stuff, like just you know the traveling um, birthday weekends, and then the same stuff, the Good Fridays, the observing Holy Week, being there for Easter sunrise, make sure the kids are dressed up. God bless me with them in the pastel colors. You know, same stuff. I love the idea of the kite, so I'm stealing that from you. I love the idea of doing a weekend travel because it's all about something new. So like using that time Mm -hmm. or the week after to take vacation to go someplace new. I love that. And I really, really love doing the Passover celebration as a part of my Easter. Even even as a child, I remember just being like, what do eggs have to do with Easter? And now as a part Mm -hmm. of my career, having the right pieces, like you can make it relate, right? You can make things move like new life, Jesus is a new life. But literally the Bible gives us the celebration that coincides with it and it's Passover. And I I loved doing it. And like I said, I'm going to be on the lamb. So I'm on the new outfits. I'm on the new place, new trip. I'm on the kites and I'm on the baby lamb. One thing I just remembered as you were talking about your Satan meal, when I was a kid, my mom used to work at the school that I went to and she was a music teacher and she was friends with the gym teacher and the gym teacher was Jewish. And so we went to her house one time for like the fish, like the, like the reading and they were doing the whole meal thing. I remember that. It was very intriguing, but it was a lot of reading and I was hungry and I was like, okay. (laughs) There are so many different ways that you can do it for sure, but everything in it points to Jesus. It's like the Old Testament's link and that experience of the Israelites and how it just pointed to Jesus. And it's just so beautiful. So 
Yay for yeah. Easter traditions. And lastly, the question that Sharika posed for us is your favorite Easter candy. So I am going to present that question to them and I'll let myself go last so I can think about it. Okay. So, you know, y'all know I love a Snickers and all that. And those, the standard, you know, candies, but my favorite candy that they be having at Easter too is the Robin eggs by the Whopper. Basically a whopper or whooper, whatever you want to call it, but it has a little candy coating and it looks like an Easter egg. I like that. But my really my number one favorite Easter candy is the Starburst sour jelly beans. The Starburst jelly beans be good. I don't like just the regular plain whatever, whoever makes those plain nasty jelly beans. And even the ones that be having all the the peanut but I mean the peanut butter, the cotton candy, all those. I don't really like those jelly beans. I like the Starburst jelly beans. They be coming through at Easter, and I love the sour ones. So those are my favorite Easter candies. Evie, do you have a favorite Easter yeah. candy? Yeah, so I would say if I had to pick my favorite, but I'm allergic to it, so some days I like eat it, even though I know I'm allergic, and then I just have Benadryl sitting on deck. Um, but oh, it's no. like the um, peanut M&Ms, but they drop them for like, like around Easter time. But it's peanut M&Ms, but it's like, more of like a jelly bean type taste and chocolate. It's like a weird concoction, but Good. though it sounds crazy, I'm telling you, it's like a milk chocolate oozing in your mouth. Um, I would say that's probably, I would say my favorite. And then some days I just steal my wife's Reese's cause she loves Reese's and then just their, what they do around Easter times. Um, usually it's something that I take away. I'll also say, even though I know y'all ain't asked this, but anybody who eat peeps is disgusting. Those things are disgusting. You're disgusting. I don't yeah. know why people eat them. Um, but I know that's that's my most least favorite Easter candy. Um, but yeah, I would say probably the peanut M&Ms and the Reese's. Yeah, the peeps are not good. No, they're not. But it's just like candy corn in the fall. I just eat it because <laughs> I'd be being a follower. <laughs> I don't like candy corn. Don't like peeps, but I ate them last year when our core had the little virtual celebration. I was like, let me participate. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know. I can't really remember having a favorite Easter candy. And I really like that you guys shared because I was like, oh, I guess that is considered an Easter candy. I guess anything chocolate, maybe Reese's. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just saw. Have you had one of those big Easter bunny chocolate bunnies? Those are too much. It's it's, too, yeah, it's too just. Much. And in my old age, I can barely eat a full Snicker bar. It's just like too I don't know how, as a kid, I remember my favorite snack was like one full Snicker bar and one full thing of Sprite. I can't drink so soda now, barely. Or if my friends drink alcohol, I'll drink so soda to be like, yeah, we're getting lit together. And my throat be burning. I can't hang. And now it's like, I can't eat a full Snicker. It's just too much that I'll take like the little bite-sized Reese's. Mm. I, I think at Easter, I was more, and I guess we can talk about this maybe next year because I know gone on for a while and I know the viewers y'all don't mind or the listeners y'all don't mind but anyway I was more hype about the music and the arts that was gonna go down mm, best part because my the churches will be throwing down some of my favorite songs just the jovial spirit and to be honest some churches are like Easter every Sunday shout out to Elevation I'll be tuning in y'all really be just the joy of the Lord the body has many parts and if that part that is just the joy, right? Like every Sunday mm. is like that big. But the church I grew up in, it wasn't, you know, their joy was on the inside, which is fine. They're like my husband. He'll stand silently through a whole Beyonce concert. And then at the end, walking in the parking lot, be like, that was the most fun I had in my life. And he'll say it just like that. So <laughs> his joy is on the inside. But at Easter, I just love that everyone's joy was on the outside. And it was just a really cool thing. So. That's where I was. And speaking of joy being on the outside, it's time for Mindful Matters. And I want to share some tips for you guys to aid with your mental health, just things you can do to help you be the best you. So today I want to talk quickly about mental traffic lights, okay? With every thought we have, our brains release chemicals for better or worse. Disciplining our minds can help us increase our ability to enjoy the highs, the joys, right? And to resist, manage, and overcome challenging lows. A great start is being able to recognize when and what adjustments are needed in our thought patterns. 
Awareness is like an internal traffic light system that reminds us that we have choices and we can decide which thoughts to focus on and follow and or stop. So a way that you can do this this week or just tomorrow, because I know it's a lot to take in all at once, is just kind of check in with yourself. It's kind of like when you were younger, we had the card pulling system at our school. Did you guys have that? So everybody started on green. And Mm -hmm. if you were acting a little bit of a hot mess, it went to yellow. And if you got red, it was a phone call home. And I remember being devastated when my card got pulled like even if I, I I never got to red but if I got a yellow just going home so defeated like how can this be the teacher's never gonna like now that I teach those teachers don't remember at the end of the day who got the card got pulled or not but you I want you guys to pull your own cards when it comes to your thoughts so green light keep going it's just like when you're driving if the light is green you just drive through it You just maintain your energy. You are here when you are spiritually and mentally prepared, aware of your personal health plans. And when you have positive self-talk, we've talked a little bit about positive self-talk, right? In your green light, you feel focused, energized, calm. You think of the present. You think of previous successes and a process over product. I feel like when I'm with the kickback, I'm usually green light. Even before the kickback, I thought my song was going to be different. I was feeling kind of low. But then I saw my girl's nose ring. EB reminded me of the (laughs) surprise trip, by the way, that he's taking his wife on. Men take note. And I was like, you know what? Our girls just want to have fun. I'm bling bling. So it's a green (laughs) light for me. Yellow light. This is when you need to start to use caution. This is really when you want to take a breath and re- focus. Maybe one day we'll talk all about breath and how being connected and just aware of your breath and all those things can really help. You are in your yellow light when there's a lack of commitment, you're starting to make errors. You snap at your spouse. You snap at your boss. You show up 20 minutes (laughs) late for work. You know what? You might want to slow down, take a breath, refocus. Here you feel like your mind is racing or like you're trying too hard and you're thinking, don't screw up. Why does this always happen to me? Yellow light, just take a pause, right? We're not calling your parents yet. Just take a pause, <laughs> slow down, refocus. Red light, stop, observe, okay? You are here when you let two or more yellow lights just get ignored. You got your card pull and you really don't give an F. It's a yellow and you're <laughs> speeding up. And now you're out of red and you're about to get it, okay? You're making continuous errors. There's negative self-talk. You feel overwhelmed, defeated, hopeless, frustrated, or you're thinking of past mistakes or future problems, right? You're not even in the presence anymore, present anymore. You're thinking of only your weaknesses. You're setting unrealistic goals and negative, uh, unrealistic expectation and negative goals, right? Red light, you need to stop, observe, and bring it on back. You can get to green. It's just like traffic lights, okay? So check in with yourself tomorrow. Pull your card, or maybe you're green all day. That's great. And I'd like to close with this scripture from 2 Corinthians 10, 5b. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Your thoughts don't have to rule you, you guys. We can rule our thoughts. And on that note, EB, what are you expounding on today? We can rule our thoughts. I like how you closed out on that. Um, what am I expounding on today? So as the listeners are sitting there in anticipation, wondering what is EB going to share today? I have something that's going to lead into my, we recommend. But before we dive into that, I'm going to ask my two co-hosts what they think about something. So try to be quick on your feet. Don't overthink it. Don't think too much. Sabrina or Sharika, both of you, really, all three of us, we don't have kids yet, but we have younger cousins or we have relatives or we have young people, whether it's teens or young adults who we care about. How far are you willing to sacrifice for their success? Far. Absolutely. Okay. Sharika? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know how far I'm willing to sacrifice. I, okay. I I really don't even know. I'm like, don't they got pants for the sacrifice? <laughs> that... But it takes a village. We're all I know. <laughs> I just don't know. It depends on what they really the sacrifice is needed. You can tell. Can I say on a case? I will sacrifice some. I don't know how much. Okay, you'll sacrifice some now. Does the name 
Lori Laughlin ring a bell to any of you? Yes. Okay. It does to me. What does it ring to you, Sharika? What, what you know about it? She was on Full House. Okay. And yep. played Aunt Becky. Okay. She also was on a show I used to call watch called When Calls the Heart. And okay. she also uh, was a fraud and 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 uh, basically uh, frauded the system to get her kids into college. There we go. That's basically what it is. Now, it was her and it was some other people. But just mm-hmm. imagine that a celebrity and about 45 to 50 other people, they get together and say, we want to do what's best for our children. Now, 2019, they got arrested, got charged by the FBI and by the U.S. Attorney General's Office for fraud and bribery, as Sharika just mentioned. And then you know what happened? Hey, it was part of this cheating scandal and this college entrance exam scandal. And basically, they go to court. They're rich. They're wealthy. They do what most people say, plead guilty. You know how long they stayed in jail? Y'all want to take a wild guess how much time they did? I'm saying zero time. A day or maybe zero if they're very rich. They had two months. They got sentenced to two to five months, um, had lovely little visitation, um, or she had her visitation suspended. She caught a fit and then ended up doing just like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm expounding on really is how far would you go? Now, granted, I know Sabrina started off with, I would sacrifice a lot, but I'm pretty sure her sacrifice won't go into breaking the law. Not a part so at that point, it. you said to, for their success, I don't think what she did was helping her child be a success. Helping your child be a cheat and feeling, making your child feel like you have to lie for them to succeed, that's, that's trash. Is it? Yeah, because if I'm her child, I'm thinking my mom doesn't think I can make it on my own. My mom Ooh. thinks I have to lie. My mom thinks I have to pretend that I'm on this road. And what is that going to do to me in the future? To me, they, they don't think of it like that. They think that well, you're that it's an entitlement. But EB, EB asks, "How far are you willing to go for their success?" I am the type of leader, and I don't know if I'll ever be a parent. But if I do choose to go that right, I'm the type of parent that I think tough love is the best love. I'm the mm-hmm. type that will actually be like, "Oh, you do it so and so, go turn yourself in, do that jail time," because I actually think it makes you stronger. So I am willing to go very far. But not, but for their success, I don't think what she did. Well, now I'm talking in circles. Sorry. No, you good. You good. Not but, but, no. So no, like, I right. think I think part of it what was interesting just with her whole situation. So, and I know there was other parents and other people who were involved, but she basically paid a person to look out on it on a college exam, and then paid the school via a big donation for her daughters to get basically access to to being part of the women's rowing team. But neither of them like are trained in the sport or athletes or had any plans of even participating. So it was like taking up two scholarship spots for it. And I get exactly what you're saying, Sabrina, as far as saying like this doesn't help them in the long run. And the part that just frustrated me with this, it was kind of like one of those situations where it was just a slap on the wrist. Right. Where it's like, ah, well, that's no big deal. And it just continues to show um, the privilege that wealth can buy. Now, this one, some people can say is because. Um, they white, but I would just say it's because money, like the mm-hmm. way that money can buy certain things, like the fact that you can pay somebody who is a, like, I know a few people who are teachers and I know a few of my peers who are proctors, like they proctor SAT or ACT exams, like, but I can't fathom the thought of saying, Hey, you're going to be at Winter Haven high school this June 5th or 6th, whatever that Saturday is doing the SAT. How much money do I have to pay you? to make sure that my nephew get all the right answers or you help them on the test or they go to the side. Now you got to think like they had allegedly paid half a million dollars to a foundation for this process. And I'm just thinking like, what could that half a million dollar done for everybody else or for other people? Or in my head, if you weren't going there to play sports anyways, why didn't you just go to another school? So what I'm expounding on to parents, to some of our college kids, some of the teens who be listening. 
I can tell you that there are some of the most wealthiest people in the world who don't have a college degree. There's also not too many organizations or too many businesses or too many corporations in the world that's going to ask you what college you went to. Unless you're trying to be at Harvard teaching or you're trying to be at some big law firm, like working in the White House or something, go to your local community college and save some money. Don't stress yourself out trying to go to USC like this rich person did or go to one of these big, high prestigious universities that you can't afford. I can assure you that it is not worth it. And then it just went in even further that doing all of that on behalf of your daughter, you lost your deal with Fuller House to show that she was on after Full House. You lost your Netflix deal. You lost your um, technology you firm. One calls a heart too. See? They, they wrote like, her off of that too. Now look at that. And now you have all of these things that you basically don't get again. And now your daughters, um, they have to suffer even though you, you wouldn't guess this, that most people went, they were allowed to stay enrolled at USC. Wow. Which is interesting. Of course. Of they, the way that they, they got they in. Got that bread. And in my head, I'm like, the law should have made USC return the money to like, like basically, hey, here's a fine for the school for accepting it. And then this money goes into, I don't know, scholarships for low-income families mm -hmm. in the area. I don't know. Just, that's a random, like not random, but that's an idea that just comes straight to mind. But I'm just like, the fact that they kept the money and the kids stayed in school, that just shocked me. And so, she still had to go to jail, too. So you did all that. Went to jail and lost your businesses and lost your money. So that's all I'm really expounding on today. And I'm going to go ahead and dive straight into our We Recommend. And so for those of you who just like, I think I understand what you were saying, EB, but I don't understand it all, all the way. I am recommending for you to slide your butt on the Netflix and watch the college admission scandal because they do a better job of explaining it than me. And you can see somewhat, and now this ain't like the documentary of it, but it's like people who are playing these parents and these kids in this school system and how it all worked out from the system of being corrupt and greedy and narcissistic and self-centered. And from what I hear, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm just saying from what I heard, it got a sense of great humor in it. But I plan on watching it because I want to know more about um, just this college admission scandal so that's what i'm recommending for the people hopefully you guys enjoy it and for those of you who like hit eb go again with another netflix and mm -hmm. i don't even i'm not even subscribed to it i apologize you know what you can do though you can go read a book the bible is free and the bible is there and i encourage you to dive into god's word daily and if you need help with that i have a great daily devotional guide that'll help you get through at least the next quarter so just ask me about it i got you Sharika, Sabrina, what y'all recommending for the people? Oh, the Bible. Amen. And happy Resurrection Sunday weekend. Uh, I am recommending Grace Alliance. This is an amazing website. They also have an app and they provide healthy solutions for your mind. So we're just going to stay on the mental health kick. They do it from a Christian perspective and they have a ton of great information. So check our show notes and get connected with Grace Alliance. Sharika, what you got? So I'm also re recommending something on Netflix. So sorry if you don't got the subscription, but I like this little show I saw last weekend or the weekend before. And I watched the whole little series. I mean, first season, it was only 10 episodes because Netflix be having them short seasons, but it was called Country Comfort. And it was just a cute little show. It's about a young woman who um, is a singer. She's trying to be a country singer. And a few in situations happened and left her homeless and slightly destitute. And she becomes the nanny of a family. And it's a cute little family show. And I enjoyed it. And I'm starting to think, I've recommended a few country things. I Am I, am I, I don't know. Am I? Do I have a like a country heart or something? Like, do I have like an alter ego that's a little country? I used to watch this show called Heartland with horses, and I'm just like, maybe in another life I wanted to be on a farm or something. I don't know, but anyways, I enjoyed this little country comfort show. It was cute. It was it was just what I needed that weekend. So, if you just want a cute little show to just um. 
to just enjoy nothing too too you know scary nothing to to uh what's the anxiety that builds your anxiety nothing to you know just just something fun and light watch com- country comfort it was cute and i enjoyed it as we wrap up holy week wrap up this podcast wrap up this weekend um even though you're getting it the day before easter we hope that you have a good Easter. We hope that you have a good week. And I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you with a Bible verse um, before we do our, before we close out. But 1 Corinthians 6.14 says, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Now think about that. Just that, that little part at the end, he will raise us also. So if life tries to kick you down, know that God going to raise you up. <laughs>